Hey, we're live, Keith. It's, you know, what can I say? We're, we're back at it. And, and we're alive. And we're, we're live and alive. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. And some people, uh, some people might argue with the media insultant, but we're here to do it again for a Friday. And today we want to talk about a couple of things. One, uh, broadcast TV is killing it with political again. Uh, what's going on with digital? Because it doesn't seem to be killing it the way you might expect it to be. It's the Odyssey Way, Keith. And now the Odyssey mm-hmm. Way is spread to uh, that beautiful city of San Diego. And, you know, we are, well, we're probably wrong all the time. We just don't admit it very often. But we were really wrong about Netflix and their ad-supported tier. We thought this would be a dud. And that doesn't seem to be the case. So those, that's a, those are some things we want to talk about this morning here. And we'd like to welcome you back to another edition of Media Insultant. This is where Keith and I get together and talk about our opinions, ideas, and comments on media, hopefully for the benefit of those in radio and TV sales and management. I'm Jackson Weaver. I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. My co-host, Keith Samuels, is down in Los Angeles, and we do this each Tuesday and Friday. So today we want to welcome you to the Friday, October 21st episode of Media Insultant. Keith, we're going to kind of break format next week. We don't, often don't do a lot of interviews here on Media Insultant, but we had an opportunity to have a conversation with a woman who has bought her hometown small market solo radio station and is reviving it, bringing it back to life. And, of course, it's none other than Delilah of the Delilah, the syndicated Delilah show. So we're going to be doing yes. that next week. What, what, you know, we had a great interview with her. What's your thought? Oh, it, this is uh, this was so much fun, and uh, a it was a thrill. B it was an honor, and C it was a blast because um, now you know Delilah. You you managed Delilah when she was on your stations in Seattle at one point. Um, I've never met Delilah, and so this is the first time I've had to interact with her, and she's just amazing. I mean, she is absolutely who she is on the air, off the air, on our show. You know, we really wanted to know kind of what was behind her thinking. Why did she buy K-Dune in Reedsport, Oregon? And we've talked about small market radio issues a lot on Media Insultant. We've had Ron Stone on many t- a couple of times. And, you know, there, there, there's, there's a unique, uh, it's a unique situation when you're running a small market radio station and certainly a small market AM radio station. Uh, unique challenges, unique situations in terms of programming and p- availability of talent and what do you do. And we followed this news because a year ago, Delilah bought this station in Reedsport, and this was kind of like her one-year anniversary when we interviewed her. And to hear the stories of how that deal came together, uh, how she put the station back on the air, uh, and uh, and how much fun she's having, and what the impact has been on Reedsport, you know, a former lumber town on the coast of Oregon that's been struggling to survive... Uh, it's just it's so much fun hearing her stories and how she and what she has gone through with that experience. So if you want to, and, and there's so much of Delilah, we've broken into two parts, right, Jackson? We've got we've got the first 20 minutes on Tuesday and the second 20 minutes coming up on next Friday. Next Friday. So yeah, yeah, give Good. us a listen. It's really a great show. Good. Good plug. Thank you. Nice, nicely done. You you think you were on the payroll? But wait a minute, you are on the payroll. <laughs> wait, who's getting paid around here? <laughs> 
You know, our agency buddy, Ed Steenman, I uh, was talking to him the other day, and uh, he's told us that uh, Q4 is really tight in local television station inventory. You know, we, we were a little surprised at that because um, both of us are in pretty democratically controlled states. We weren't sure where that inventory was was being sucked up by. but And particularly on the fact because uh, television audiences continue to decline. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is for all the talk about digital, Facebook may be the last place that politicians can use because most of the big social media are not accepting political ads. Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, none of those are accepting digital ads. Now, Facebook and um, Instagram. YouTube. YouTube. YouTube is accepting it big time. YouTube will too. Yep. So, but Facebook is still accepting it. And I guess the, the question becomes, it's really, it's really interesting that they have found that the usage of Facebook for raising money uh, politically has really declined. There was one uh, organization that said that, you know, 10, 12 years ago, they could invest a bucket in Facebook and get back two or three dollars. Mm, and uh, even even a couple of years ago, they invested a dollar, they'd get a dollar thirty back. They're having a hard time even breaking even breaking even now. Mm. So and, and advertisers seem to be most interested in video. So they'd rather place that money on OTT services and and so they're they're doing an awful lot of that. And you know the new entrants, Netflix and Disney Plus, which are accepting advertising, are not accepting political either. It, it, what what's this mean for a local guy? If you're a local broadcaster, how does this limiting number of digital inventory, limited amount of digital inventory, affect you at a radio or TV station if you're in a politically active campaign? Well, I think if you're in TV, you're in great shape because video, because they want video. They've got to see the campaign. They've got to see the, the candidate's face. They've got to see the sob story around the initiative, whatever is happening. In our case, this year, it's been all about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sports betting, you know, legalization of sports betting in California, uh, which apparently is going to lose handily both initiatives on it. But the initiatives are very active, and that's primarily television. You know, radio, it's a tougher commercial to write it's a tougher commercial to create so they don't so they can use the same spots on youtube that they use on on over-the-air television or on ott television so it's it's a little bit i think it's more i think it's scarier for radio than it is for television and uh and our video guys because those guys are going to continue to get a lot of money i think for facebook though i think they view facebook at least political organizations do as more influencer driven than ad driven. Okay. You know, the, okay. The, the you know they they literally they won a couple of presidential elections because of the influencers of people that you know they, they turn they turn their fans into or friends into political advocates and you don't want to be the kid who's out. You don't want to be the one who's wait a minute. All my friends are voting for voting for this for this guy that gal. That, you know I better do that too. You know and I better show it on Facebook. Because I'll be ostracized if I don't do something on Facebook, so it's more of a of a of a social pressure kind of medium than YouTube, which is just running freaking spots. And here in YouTube, I you know you can't you can't they don't ha- you can buy where they you can't stop the ad after five seconds. You know every other ad for right. a consumer product right. on YouTube, I can say adios after five seconds. Political ads. 
You got to well, sit there and watch it for thirty freaking seconds well, before it, it's done. Well, it's, it's the same thing that we see with we talked about the other day with uh, with non preemptible spots on TV. They got to run. Now, yeah. any advertiser can buy a fixed position on YouTube. They can buy that. That's not just political. Most don't because the cost right. is so high. But you're you're absolutely right. And and so you know, I keep coming back to this is just a great story for radio to tell. I think radio you'd can think, talk about top think. of the funnel. You know, it's relatively easy to place. You know, it's got good reach, still got good reach. Uh, and, of course, we've been saying this for years. It's like that uh, It's like that guy in uh, the account exec at the agency in Mad Men, you know, the, uh, the movie Mad Men or the series oh, Mad, yeah. Mad Men, right? Well, at one time he was talking about the different media that they work with, and he said, and, of course, my favorite, that old horror radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> <It's my own. laughs> so that's, I kind of think, I, I think that's kind of the way the, the ad community refers to refers to radio even to this day. And, you know, we've been saying this about radio for political for years, and nobody cares. Nobody seems to be listening. Beliefs drive behavior. So, all right, let's move down to San Diego. Well, let's not move, but let's talk about San Diego. <laughs> Odyssey has uh, got a new morning personality there. And tell me about this. This is the Odyssey way, isn't it? Yes, and we're tracking the Odyssey way. And the Odyssey way is firing local personalities and bringing in people from out of market that are voice tracking two or three different radio stations around the country with no connection to your town or your stations. And it's happened again in Odyssey's uh, Alt 94.9, uh, their, their alternative rock station in San Diego, where they, they, uh, they announced last week they're blowing out uh, Dave and Mahoney, which is, I guess, a morning show that's been there for over 11 years and was even heard in Las Vegas. So I don't know what's going to happen to their Las Vegas show. But they're bringing in a guy named Ian Camfield. Now, I can't fault Ian for wanting to keep his job and giving him a morning gig in San Diego, but Ian is based in Dallas, okay? Where he does middays, he does 10 to 3 for Alt 98.7 in Dallas. Okay? So he's available in mornings to do that, right? <laughs> so, but that's but, not all, Jackson. The Odyssey Way is not two stations, the Odyssey Way is at least three. And that's because he, uh, Ian also does middays for Alt 93.7. Uh, oh, that's in Dallas. I'm sorry, where he's based. He does, he does middays for Alt 98.7 in Detroit. So I got my alts mixed up. So he's on Alt in San Diego in the mornings. He's on Alt in Detroit in middays and Alt in Dallas <laughs> in middays. Yeah. It's, it's the Odyssey way, you know. At least, you know, it's just, it's just amazing. He's working, you know, uh, uh, for three different stations, three different markets. But, you know, the problem for this is is that particularly when you have a morning show, is your morning show is really kind of your anchor for ad sales, you know. So, you know, I, I remember when I had the, the Bonnet Dooch in L.A. and Danny and Jamie on the morning show, you know, as, as, as polarizing as Danny Bonaducci can be, Clients loved him. I was selling that we sold the heck out of endorsement spots with Bonaduce, and he was just down the hall. You know, he was a guy that could come by and say hi when you had the client into the station. You know, and shake hands and high five and all that stuff. You could take him on a sales call once in a while. You're not going to be able to take Ian on sales calls. So good luck down there with uh, Alt ninety four nine in San Diego. Another uh, Odyssey Way programming decision. Yeah, but the good the good news is at least he, he's not crossing. 
format platforms. He's not doing a CHR and alt and a, and a country format. So at least he, he's in the same demo for all three. It's all, all three alt all the time for That's Ian. Right. He's, he's the king of alt. <laughs> he goes home and tears his, tears his hair out. Cause but, here's, but here's, here's where you would have, two, now you have two personnel, you have two shows out of work. Okay, whatever he does in Detroit, those guys are gone. Now he's got you're losing the whole team in in San Diego. Big cost cutting move, and you got you got one guy doing three different shows. So, you know you're saving a lot of money. Ian's saving Odyssey a ton of dough. Well, and they're certainly one of them that that need to do that. All right, uh, you remember uh, I'm sure Randy Michaels, who used to run J Corps and for a long time ran iHeart. Well. At Forecast this year, which is Radio Inc.'s one-day event in New York City on November 16th, Randy is moderating a a session called Street Talk, the real deal for broadcasting in 2023. I don't know what anybody else is going to say. Larry Patrick's on the panel. He'll have some, our broker buddy with with Stoltz, he'll have some things to say. Uh, Rick Ducci is there from uh, BIA, who's um, always articulate. But the interesting thing is it won't matter what those guys say. Randy Michaels will be the show. You wait. Randy Michaels will be the show. It'll be great. I might be able to even sneak a little video of it for one of oh, our that, future. You know, Randy is Randy's an, um, uh, you know, you talk about polarizing, you know, but uh, Ra- as a manager, but but Randy is is uh, yeah. There's no there's no shortage of opinions, viewpoints. He, he might be he might be in the media insultant hall of fame. Yeah, but because he's he's got nothing to lose at this point, <laughs> right? You know that's that's yeah. the thing. Last time I saw him uh, speak publicly, he was like that. He was just calling everybody out. So anyway, yeah, you know the other the interesting thing about Randy is that they ended up hiring him to run Tribune publications. Right. He was running Tribune, right? And um, uh, the newspaper group. So if you're you know Jackson, you're going to be there, which will be great. You know, your media consultants will be represented at the, at Forecast, which is a, a great event in New York at the Harvard Club. <laughs> Hello. Muffy, and uh, 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 but I, I'd love to get his take on what's happening in newspapers as well. So if you if you pin him in the corner with a cocktail, uh, you know, pump him a little bit about uh, about his experience at Tribune too. I'll do it. It's November sixteenth. Okay. Forecast in New York City. All the information you need is at RadioInc.com. All right, Netflix. We were wrong. We were so wrong, Keith. And you know, it's it's like you know one of those things where. We looked at Netflix and their ad-supported tier and said, nobody's going to buy this. It's, uh, there's no measurement, audience measurement on it. They're talking vaguely about, well, we may have a, a million people signed up. We may have half a million. We may have 10 million. We don't know. But they're sold out. What is the deal? How in the world did they get all but sold out for the next quarter on this new ad-supported tier? Well, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. It makes no sense, except... As I was running this through and prepping for the show, thinking about, well, you want to be a charter advertiser with us because you know what? You're going to have first dibs when we grow big and we're going to take special rates. We got a special deal for you. Get in now because there's all the attention being paid. But here's the, here's the reality of this is that this tier doesn't exist, Jackson. They announced it starting up. What is it going to start? November, November 1st? 3rd, I think. November 3rd, yeah. So it doesn't exist. They don't have any subscribers yet. Uh, uh, Moffat Nathanson is predicting that they'll have 500,000 people, households, subscribing by the end of the year, paying six ninety nine a month to get, to get ads. Okay? So it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Can I watch this on Freebie? Can I watch this on Tubi? Can I watch this on... 
you know, uh, Roku for for not for nothing. One thing is they're going to have to try to get away with selling an ad tier, and Disney's going to try as well. They're supposedly getting $65,000 CPM. Are you kidding? A $65 CPM? It's crazy. They're going to run four to five ads per hour. That's what they say. And they're only going to be 15 seconds or 30 second ads. I find, I'm going to be count, well, I can't count because I'm not going to subscribe, but I find that's going to be bullshit. They're going to run. They're going to run a gateway ad. They're going to run a couple ads in the middle of the show. They're going to run a couple of ads at the end of the show, and that's a half-hour show. I bet they're going to run double that. Well, they're, um, but they're, they're, they're saying at this point that some of the movies they're not going to cut up. They're going to just do pre-rolls on that. So, and, right. And, and a lot of that's contractual. Right. Well, but it is contractual. You know, they, because when they when they bought the rights to these films or these TV series, at that point they didn't have any commercial intent. So there's right. no provision in the contract for them to run commercials within the within the content for within a the content. Of, so that yeah. might be that might be the case. But uh, here's what they're going to do, and this is where the advertisers probably want in on this deal because we know that they all love their data. This, what they're going to do is they're going to collect when you sign up for this new tier. Unlike the premium tiers that you might already be subscribing to, they're going to collect the date of birth, your date of birth. They're going to collect the, your gender. And um, uh, and so okay, so they get my age and my gender, all right, and they know where I live because my billing address, right? So they're they're collecting that uh, apparently. So that data, I I guess that's enough to make people crazy. Oh my God, I've got to buy that because I know how old you are and I know what age sex or you know, I know what sex you are or whatever you're identifying as this week. I I don't find that earth shattering. Okay. I guess they will be able to tell at the end of the day, uh, you know, how how long you watched and and where else you went to watch and what your content is. And they're going to ge- they're going to schedule your commercials. You can buy the plan based on uh, genre. Okay, so you can target your ads initially based on on what country you're in, what genres you like. So you can buy all the rom rom coms. You can buy science fiction. You can buy action. You can buy. Uh, you know, whatever you want, and you can opt out of shows that have sexual content, which are all the shows everybody's watching. Um, so, you know, we'll, we're going to see where this... I, I'm not so sure this is going to be the smash hit that the media trades are thinking it's going to be. I don't see how this pulls in $700 million in revenue, ad revenue, by the end of 2025, by the end of next year, and $1.7 billion by the end of 2025. I just don't see it. I don't see this tier growing that rapidly in the United States that it's going to be massive. Now, here's the other thing. that You can have a million subscribers, but you don't have a million viewers, okay? When CBS goes out and sells their evening news on a weeknight, right? They've got, what, three or four million yeah, viewers to the CBS million. evening news. Yeah. To that Show every night, but just because you have a hundred a million subscribers doesn't mean that every show that you're running has a million viewers, like the CBS Evening News does. Well, so, yeah, yeah, but 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 the, but out of that million, they will they will they'll put together a buy so that that an advertiser will get enough reach or presumably get yeah. Enough so reach. What the, it's just it's just like the digital optimization we see on on digital advertising mm-hmm. where they just keep running spots until they get you the number of impressions they promised. Well, that's right. So you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of ad repetition. You're gonna see a lot of shit running in a lot of shows. They're gonna go over the limit in terms of four to five minutes an hour. They're gonna f- have to find a way to get these impressions up for people because I don't think the viewership is there. 
No, that that's uh, that's a great that's a great point. You already see that on some CTV like Freevee and uh, oh, uh, Tubi. Yes. You know, you'll see the same spot run back to back. Wait a minute, didn't I yeah. just see this? Yeah, okay. But it's count- but it's another impression for that ad. You know, so all right. Next week, uh, don't forget we have a Deli- It's Delilah week, a special edition with Delilah, <laughs> looking at how she's made small time a small market radio station success story. And again, we invite everybody to tune that in. We'll have one on Tuesday and the second half on on Friday. We do drop new shows each Tuesday and Friday on all the podcasting platforms. Video, of course, with our handsome likenesses. Uh, is on Vimeo at the Media Insultant Showcase. And uh, Media Insultant is a production of In Town Media. We'd love any of your comments, Jackson at In Town Media, or just find us on, on LinkedIn and let us yep. know what you think. And many of you do, and we appreciate it. Uh, we, do, we do. So we'll be back to do a standard Media Insultant Showcase or show uh, in about another week after the week of Delilah. So until then, Keith. Thanks for everything. Been a good show. We will see you in a couple of weeks. You got it, Jackson. Take care.